from there looking at me sort of saying, come on now, let's do it. Broadcasting from Essex, it's the 5th of May and you're listening to Salonomics. The Bitcoin price is currently $55,500. I'm your host, Aaron Dawn, and joining me once again from North London is my hair, Zena Badawi. <laughs> Joe Mehmet. <laughs> Zena Dawi? Who's Zena yeah. Dawi? Well, Zena, Zena, but I think I can't even remember how you pronounce it. I just remember it as a meme that Harry Hill used to use all the time on his show. <laughs> you know, hi, I'm Zena Badawi. I think it was a news, uh, a news right. reporter, right. a journalist okay. or something like that. Anyway, look, I was struggling. I was struggling yeah, you for inspiration. Out, you're, you're, you're running out of ideas, aren't you? That was all okay. It was, uh, yeah, it was yeah. off the cuff. Hang on. Uh, let's say, all right, I, we could do it no, again. No, 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 no. If you're not, not offended <laughs> by that. No, no, at all. So, um, <laughs> so your Bitcoin is not exactly a rock and roll these days, is it? No, well, as you, as you know, um, there's a lot of cryptocurrencies out there, right? Um, and every other cryptocurrency tries to be the new Bitcoin. And what people don't seem to understand is um, we've got a phrase in the, in the crypto industry. Well, it's not crypto. I don't even like the word crypto. It's Bitcoin because Bitcoin is the only one that counts. Cyber money. All the other six why, and why a half thousand why is, coins. Why is it not called cyber money? Right? Or, or no, no, listen, it's, that's yeah. just marketing. Yeah, it's just marketing. But basically, all, all anyone out there that listens to this podcast needs to know is Bitcoin is the only cryptocurrency with any long-term use case. Every single other altcoin, as they're called, is known in the industry as okay. a shitcoin. And it's because they essentially are a pump and dump or, or, scheme. Or uh, what uh, Elon um, Musk called dodgy doggy coin or whatever it was. Dodgy, dodgy. Well, yeah, Elon Musk is getting quite a lot of stick from the industry at the moment because obviously a lot of people are getting wrecked on him speculating about something that's uh, an inflationary coin that was basically created to well, be a joke. Well, 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 I mean, you know. take that aside, bro. What I find interesting about him is that People are interested in what he says, but what he says is that's really rock and roll, is it really? You know, because like he, he just opens his mouth, yeah, and and people think, wow, he's God, or oh no, it's a disaster. You, you, do you know what I mean? It's just like he's mm. just he's just a dude. He's not really a cool dude, as far as I'm concerned, because yeah, you know what I feel about him. But I just find it interesting how um, how people sort of gravitate to him, and they're very earth that he walks on you, do, do you know what i mean well well mate you said it yourself you know uh, money brings power and elon musk is uh, him and jeff bezos they're the richest people in on the globe so you know their words carry a lot of weight yeah, yeah if, if they if they elon musk but world. elon musk by shilling dogecoin is setting a lot of people up to get wrecked because you know doge doge is a coin that is is it has zero use case at all. But he should he should be really be dialing that in. But then again, he's a meme lord. You know, he actually hires someone to create memes for. But, him, but you would you would so, tell our listeners about you know. what's happened in Turkey with uh, Bitcoin. You don't know. No, <laughs> oh, what you took? Oh, well, this was that. No, I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to. Um, I don't want to promote the fud. 
because like I said to you, you know, what happened in Turkey was a exactly. robbery. The fact, the fact <laughs> Blat- that Bitcoin was well. used as the... Yeah, I know, but my point is, it was a bank okay. robbery. We're not going to talk about every <laughs> bank robbery that happened well, this in was the a world. Bank, this was the a only bank focus robbery, on this was one. This was, was a bank robbery. It was just, um, there was a, it was a platform, right? It was an exit. It's, what, it's what's known in the industry as an exit scam. Essentially, an exchange owner decided one day to take his Bitcoin and bugger off and yeah. leave the country. And he had a staff of 74 people. 62 of them all got arrested as being complicit, even though they were working within a genuine software yeah. company. Look, this is why I have this button. <laughs> you got to do your own research, guys. Stop listening to idiots on the TV. Stop listening to me and Joe. You know, we don't know anything. We just put stuff out there. Hopefully, you know, it gets you to think about it. But trust nobody. You know, like I say, the reason why I don't, don't want to shed any light on any of these fuddy Bitcoin stories is because if the guy ran away with a million American dollars... We wouldn't be discussing it. It's because what he stole was Bitcoin is the only reason why people... Oh, well, you better ban Bitcoin no, then. No, no, you I, know, I think, more I think crime is carried like, out on a daily basis with dollars. billion than, dollars of people's money. It wasn't so much the Bitcoin because there was... Yeah. And yeah, there, there was no Bitcoins there to be, to be taken at, right? It was just... It was just uh, He's just got the keys. He's basically got the keys. Yeah. He, you know, Bitcoin, you only own the keys. Uh, you only own the Bitcoin... Uh, when you hold yeah. the key, and that's the point. You know, when when your cryptocurrency is on an exchange, like a Binance, like a Coinbase, it's not your Bitcoin. Yeah. It's theirs, and you're asking them for an IO. Just like when your money is in the bank, it's not your money. It's the bank's money, and you're asking them, or fingers crossed, that they're going to give it to you. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? This is all part and parcel of the same thing. So, but yes, yeah, it's, it's an it, important it is. point. It, it is. So, it is. Yeah. I, I think you know, you could you could sort of blow the um, the virtues of Bitcoin, right? But I think there's going to be you got you got to sort of balance that with a negative side of it as well, so that people 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 yeah, totally. people understand that it's not all rosy in the garden of in the garden of cryptocurrencies. You know, do you know what I mean? Because yeah, you got like you said, you got to be careful. Listen, it's a it's a wild west out there, isn't it, Joe? You know, you got to do yes. your own research, and and this is why we talk about sovereignty yes. a lot. You know, it's best to be self-sovereign. It's best to be independent. It's best to work for yourself. Which, which actually goes to the sort of like what we were talking about earlier on, data. Okay, so you know, because you know mm. how I feel about data, and I know how you feel about data. Well, all right. Well, remind us. I don't believe in it. I, what do you I, I feel don't about data? data? I just don't believe it's it's uh, it's all fact. Data is not fact. Is 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 assumptions? Is it could be or would be? But it's never fact. There's there is one data I, out hmm. there apart from a football result or a, a previous politicians or history, right? Which is written down. But anything that is sort of like speculated by so-called um, Social scientists, professors of um, of, of a certain yeah. non-exology field, right? They, they're gathering information. It's not fact because yeah. no one could prove it fact. It's like it's like um, you know, God does he exist or does not exist, right? Yeah, it, it's belief. But I I believe these so like today's social scientists, right, who gather all the information, they try to play God. 
they're weird dude they right. they're kind of like you know, you know in the victorian times right there were these uh, great uh, philosophers yeah. weren't they you, you know i can't i'm not yeah. going to remember their names but there, there was it was it was a wonderful world of science wasn't there i think i think during the victorian times it was it was, it was uh imagination beyond belief because you had all these great innovations and ideas coming through and um and anyway so it kind of evolved and i think today's world these sort of social scientists they they play in god and they and they well he's, i mean can even social science be a science well, they, because it's kind of unpredictable well, right isn't the whole art of science um, trying yeah, to find so a definitive I, I truth. I call it social right? science, right? Because it's not science as in chemistry, biology, all those sort of elements, right? They're, they're just sort of like using sociology, so behavior, you know. Yeah, human, human behavior. And they're, tr they're, trying to, they're trying to compartmentalize yeah, I mean, it. Someone come up the street and right, say, what do you think of the um, pr Prime Minister? You, you would say, just as a joke, right? I think he's a twat, you know what I mean? But, <laughs> right? And they go, right, they write it down. You know, you know what I mean? And, Missed. I missed it again. I'm gonna need to definitely well, put a delay on you. I mean, You're gonna get no, us cancelled. No, I, I thought I thought we were um, on that platform where we saw nonsense. It. No, no, we are. Right. We asked. <laughs> we asked. <laughs> we asked. We are. And, and, and so I, I, because they've got a title behind in front of their name, haven't they? They're, they're professors, aren't they? They're not professors of um, mm. some some sort of biology or. Um, gastro okay so i've got a question for you so do, do you so would you say as a human being obviously because everyone's different but would you say as a human being you probably rely on your intuition your gut instincts more than yes of statistics. course because don't forget right when we, when we were growing up what did we have to rely on our, our well parents? our parents to guide us and we our schools to guide us Back there, they were the final decision, yeah. right? Because that's what they prepared us for to make that final decision, didn't they? Uh, and yeah, do, do, do you know what I mean? And we, to, to choose, yeah, I guess, right. yeah. Well, I mean, hopefully they 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 yeah, brought yeah. us up, yeah, well enough to be able to interact it, it, with society exactly. and engage with. And, our and I think right? as a human being, and, and I, I encourage this to everybody, even as an employee and as an employer, even with juniors, right? It, it is to sort of like think for yourself and and to to be because listen at the day right you don't want to make mistakes because we all make mistakes and we all live with i don't think we live with regrets but people do live with regrets or sorrows or disappointments but it's to sort of say at least i tried it at least i did it at least i did it. not like he made me do it or that made me do it or that's wrong you know i'm in this shit because of so so and so that is where you don't want to be in life yeah. you know yeah and and yeah, it's not a very content no. and happy life, that, is it? If you're always always in a state of regret. Exactly. And, and I think that's where today's world, right, it's it, it just full of data. I mean, anyone talks about data like it's, wow, you know mm. what I mean? Wow, it's, it's you know, I, I can't live without data. Well, but what is coming mm. out? I mean, all, look, as a head... Well, some of it can be vanity, it can't it? Some of it can be vanity uh, data, and some of it but, can be dangerous it, but, data. I mean, I would do, I would argue an example of but, dangerous but, but, data could, is the the, the yeah. dangerous data is well, dangerous data is one hundred and fifty deaths within twenty eight days of right, a positive okay, yeah, test. So, okay, you got onto the COVID thing, right? Fair enough, right? Or 
No, 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 I'm not. I'm just... I mean, yeah, yeah. I didn't say that. Was <laughs> you, you knew. You knew. You knew that was the metric of which everyone has been scared shitless for well, the last I mean, 12 well, months had well, been look at, look, at, um, look at the Tony Blair government, right? You know, weapons of mass destruction. We know for a fact... Well, yeah, 45 we, we seconds, know, he, isn't it? Oh, yeah, 45 we got, minutes. We know he's got these weapons that could destroy, you know, etc., 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 right? You know, yeah. that... And look what happened, right? I, um, yeah. No, but... Uh, hundreds of thousands of people yeah. died based on a yeah. lie and Tony Blair is still being promoted by the BBC as some I, kind of oracle exactly. to the future and, and, yeah, the newspapers are still listening to yeah. he should be in jail that, mate. I mean Alison, Alison Campbell right who's spin doctor he sh- should be pulled to task you know I mean he, he should not mm. he should not even go into the street Without having eggs thrown at him, you know, in the old days, yeah. I used to have these stockades, right? You know, if you saw like um, yeah. misrepresented the uh, the community spirit, right? You were put to stockade, and people were just mm. throwing food. That's what they should be doing. No, but I'm going to ask you, right? That's <laughs> true. Because, yeah, yeah, you've got, you have yeah no, no, listen, people. listen. I I can yeah. see. Well, but this, but this is the embarrassing of people now is ridicule, but it's done yeah, online, but it's not isn't that, it? Because you know, look. So when people are busy ridiculing themselves online, you know, there's everyone yeah. else around. You know, going back to that statistic but, about no, COVID, no. though, you could change that last line and, and to that anything. True. Within 28 days of eating I, soup. Look, uh, be, before I forget, right, uh, yeah, before we continue, yeah, as on. a hairdresser, what makes, what makes a hairdresser, a great hairdresser from a good hairdresser to a okay hairdresser to a box standard hairdresser? What, is, what do you think? There's one ingredient you need. And that's communication. The, well, it's the... Yeah, I was going to say no, no, personality. Right? Well, you see, you need right? communication, right? So it's to be able to listen mm. to the client's um, mm. request. Because, again, it's like with doctors, right? How, how many times have you been to a doctor, yeah? And you know you've got pains down your left-hand side, right? When you get to a doctor's, the pain's not there. But then you've got to explain to that doctor that pain, all right? And... And sometimes mm. dogs, you know, so, oh, but I've got this pain here. Well, where, where's the pain? It's here, is it? But where is the pain? Is that? What's it doing? People can't explain certain mm. things very, very well. Uh, uh, yeah, because that's right. a feeling, right? He, the doctor's not going to say, you know, out of 10. I mean, they yeah, sometimes yeah, do. But, out of 10, yeah. how, how and, high know, is the pain? They misdiagnose the, uh, the patient's um, sort of elder, right? They get crucified. So they have to be, the good ones, right, do have to interpret it. And as hairdressers, we are no different, all right? We have to mm. interpret it. So what makes us... No, no, yeah, but but we don't no, no, use data, no, no, though, do we? No, no, Let's keep no, it on point no, no, for the subject. No, no, We're talking about data and stats. If you stop interrupting, Aaron... Okay. <laughs> 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 so, because Go we are very good listeners. We know, how, we, know, we know when someone's talking, we listen to the words, okay? So when someone talks, says something, we know exactly what they're saying. We're not listening to the words, we know what the words mean. You know, do you know what I mean? From a hairdresser's point of view, from a doctor's point of view, any, anyone in the professional sense, they know what they're talking about. And I, Yeah, but only if they're talking plain English. Well, though, even Joe, if right? it's plain English. I mean, you know. Because one person's um, chin length bob is another person's that, that shoulder. That's true, right? So that, again, that's a great skill. So Bob's all going. Go back to the data uh, uh, analogies, right? Is that when someone talks about something, there's always certain words they use, and people don't listen to those words. Mm. They hear, they hear, they listen to the sentence, but there's always one word in that sentence they don't listen to. All right, and that is no. could 
might, would, you know, these words. Because they're, they're not saying sure. facts, they're saying probabilities. And, and that's mm. where I find data completely misleading, is that they, they, they never say it's a fact. They always say it could, it, it's a probability. Uh, and that's why I think the, today's society, right, is so engulfed with all this uh, information that they're scared that they can't live their life without data anymore. I mean, they're so scared. Mm. I, mean, I could live without it. Yeah. That, it, it, it never, it never paid my mortgage. That's for sure. Well, so, so when when you're talking about data and you're talking about statistics, I mean, let's let's boil that down. I mean, what are you actually talking? Because obviously, you know, hairdressers only really use data in one way, and that's um, counting their Instagram followers yeah. these days. Like, it's almost like the measurement of which people measure success by has changed. You know, back in your day, I'm sure it was how many pounds have I got left in the till at the end of the week? And that was your simple measure of success. If you had more pounds in your till than you've spent, then yeah, you're winning, business, right? From a business I mean, they, they, but, but, From a business I, I, I perspective. As a hairdresser, though, yeah. right? I, I used to walk into the salon mm. and it used to, because in, 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 in the 80s and 90s, 2000s, right, people used to book in advance, right? So you go in mm. and you think, right, you know, your first client is 8.30, last class of five, right? Which is, was, which is the way it was. Mm. And you think, how many, you look at how many gaps you've got between the 8.30 and the mm. five. You don't look at how many clients you've got, you look at how many gaps you've got. Mm. Because that's where you've got to have a break, all right? So, mm. so that was my data, really. That, that, so that was all you needed, needed to know? Yeah. The, that, okay. Um, and obviously, you know, you would go further out and you'd go long term over the course of three months. You would have a feeling you'd have a feeling whether you'd been busy or not over the previous three months. But the, the actual data is going to be, you know, with your account. Yeah, that's right. right. So he's going to tell you, no, Joe. Yeah, you actually had a, the, the best the best three months ever quarter on record. But you would have known yeah, that, right? Yeah. You would have already known that before it, your account. Exactly. Told you. and, and listen. I, I think I told you, you know, I've, I've explained to you many times, but in, in 52 weeks of the year, there's, in today's world, there's only about 32, 33 weeks of the year you, you actually work in. The rest of the time, there's holidays. But um, it, it didn't really... Well, I like to, well, I like to work where no, you No, no, because school holidays. You get 19 school weeks holidays. Are you talking about weekends? No, no, you're school, talking about your two days school, off I mean, week? At, at the level that we worked at, right, the high-end um, sort of side of hairdressing, and we're mm. talking about all the sales in, in the high-end. All, all the clients, right, were mm. sort of like, you've got the summer holidays, okay? You've got the winters, winter sort of like holidays, and you've got Easter breaks as well, you've got, and you've got your little one weeks here. Now... Yeah, no, sorry, I thought you was talking about weekends, because obviously most of us work oh, five Aaron, days mate, a week, I see, right? I work we take all the two week, days right? a week. Yeah, yeah. You, you, of course you, you did, lucky, you're a legend, you, lucky, you know, yeah. you were, you were Iron no. Man, you, you didn't, um, you, 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 you um, go on holiday, you know, oh, I can't remember what the phrase is, but I don't want to say it, just in case we get cancelled <laughs> again, um, yeah, no, I understand what you're saying. You're saying that, you know, data is kind yeah. of irrelevant um, today. Um, you know, but and this is what I'm trying to trying to grasp, this concept of people are measuring everything, A, in the wrong way, and B, using a wrong metrics. Why the do you think that is, though? Because you're, you're younger than me, right? I'm old school. You're obviously a lot more savvier than I am. 
Why is that? Yeah, I think I, I'm not sure completely. I have a feeling that it's because you know there is lots of vanity metrics out there these days. You know, what's, vani what's vanity? You know, there's two games. Vanity metrics, like you know, I've got a million followers on Instagram. Right. Yeah, well, that's wonderful. But unless that one million dollar, uh, one million pound, um, one million follower followers are gaining you pounds and pounds in your pocket, mm. it's irrelevant. I agree with that. It's completely pointless because there is only one metric we should all be measure and interested in, and it should be time. And you've got to do, in your working week, everything you can do in order to save your energy and, and, and therefore get free time, right? We talk about this a lot, don't we, about you know the argument of having a passive income, uh, renting your skills out, renting yourself out, or, or allowing your mind or your capital to make money for you. And I think it's a, just a really important point of view to have, especially in the salon industry, because I think a lot of a lot of the most successful salons, in my opinion, they are trading on status. None of them are making any money, mate. Like, literally, none of them are well, making it, money. Was it, as and it, I just look at them... Or was it from previous, pre-COVID? Uh, yeah, good question. I think that this has been going on for maybe 10 to 15 years, but I think the COVID crisis has really accelerated how laxadaisical well, they've been with... With their efficiencies, yeah. you know, and making money, mate. I mean, yeah, we can all make money. But I think once all your costs and expenses get to a level where the time and energy you're putting into something doesn't equate to the time and money that you're getting back out of something, then something's seriously wrong. Something's gone seriously... So what do you think should be the markup um, then? From, from, a, from a hairdresser's point of view, I mean, if it was, if we had a raw product, right, yeah, it's, it's quite easy. We could mark up to as, as much as we want. From, but from a hairdresser's point of view, yeah. right, you say, well, take away the rents and the, the rates, all those mm. kind of things. What do you think the markup should be in, in a time service? Uh, this, is, this is really simple, right? I keep trying to keep everything simple, and I think the markup should be uh, 2x what you put in, you get out. Right. So whatever it is you put in. So for example, if if you're spending a hundred pounds an hour keeping your business open, you have to be turning over yeah. two hundred pounds yeah. an hour. You know, you have to be making a profit of two hundred pounds. Otherwise, it's, it's, no it's, there's, otherwise, there's not much point. There's not much point in doing it. And my point is, I think a lot of salons and a lot of hairdressers have have been charging the same way. You know, some of them go three, four, five years about uh, putting a price increase up, Joe. And as you and I know, due to inflation, that's literally taking a pay yeah. cut for three, four, yeah, five but, years but, in a row. I mean, who in their right mind takes a pay cut? And I just think for 10 years, 10 to 15 years, hairdressers have just been on a permanent yeah, so, pay cut every single year. And COVID has, has reared its ugly head. And now everyone's being and, exposed. To, well, hang on, I, I'm now earning less than someone who stacks shelves at a supermarket. I think what you get out should be based on your risk, risk-reward. And I just think someone who's a hairdresser is taking a tremendous risk. Every hour of the day, they're putting their reputation on the line. And I just think that they're not earning enough money to... Um, you know, to equate or, or, or to balance and, and that yeah, risk and, that they're, they're taking every single I, I hour. Think, I, I hear what you're, sort of say, you're saying, right? And, and they, they miss... 
what's the word? What they they misinterpret the data that they have in front of them, don't they? Yes. Right. Yes. That's that's where all the data kind of comes into it. So that so rather than focusing like you did, which was on your cash till at the end of every week, did I have a few extra quid in my pocket? Sweet, it's been a good week. They're they're now there's this grey area where they're trying to balance follower numbers people on their email database you know how many likes their last picture's got and then f three or four down the line they're like oh how much money is in my can bank I, account can I, um, <laughs> just just interrupt you there right I, I had i went to my niece's birthday party uh, about the weekend on sunday and uh, our great friend elena was there was it? Yeah, my two dogs. Shut up, you two. No, no, I'm trying to be shut. I've got them to be quiet. Let them snore, otherwise they'll be barking. Right? Right. <laughs> I'm pressing the air raid siren. Yeah. Wake, wake them up. Uh, yeah. No. <laughs> I, mean, I, I just I just sort of kicked him in. I just kicked him and said, oh. come there. So he went back he went back <laughs> on the sofa. Um, I, when I say kicked him, I just nudged him a little bit, you know what I mean? No, I mean, and I was talking to um, Eleanor, right? Because she, she, she was there. Mm. And hello, Eleanor, if you're listening. Great chats with you, by the way. Um, and we were talking about the, the media. Yeah, she's getting a lot of press coverage, okay, recently. And I said to him, why are you bothering? I said to him, because you should be targeting your local clients. No one from Middlesbrough or Scotland will come down to London these days. So why, do, why are you wasting your time on, um, on all, all this promotion? Well, not promotion, advertiser, all this all like uh, right. And what did she say? No, she said she needs to get the name out there, right? Because it's all about brand. What, Neville's, the salon yeah. that's been around yeah. for 50 years? right. Exactly. Okay. The sun's been around for 50 years. You know, well, it's quite good. Actually. Not quite wrong, but about, about 40 <laughs> years, actually. You've been not far off it, right? But okay. you're right. You, All right. You, you know what I mean? Hairs. So, like, it's... Um, but why? So, she's got to get a name out there to a new generation yeah, This of is people, it, right? right? And I suppose that, like, yeah. you know, when the world becomes, in, in, a, in a hairdresser's work eye, normal... Right, normal for them, right, is people walking up the streets, ring, people ringing out, people coming from, you know, all forms of um, communication, gravitate to that salon, mm -hmm. even treat well or a group on, that they would be able to prepare to sort of say, you know, it was worth the, um, it, it was worth the effort, really. Because at, at the end of the day, mm -hmm. you know, when you've got a PR machine and, and you've got a, 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 it's, it's a, it's a machine that's working constantly, isn't it? Um, yeah. They've got to get some results, I suppose. And data, you know, it's 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 not going to pay their bills. But I think eventually they kind of think that it will save their uh, business. That's how I see it. What will data yeah. will save their yeah. business? I no, I disagree. I just I just think all PR PR uh, companies are so. So why there. do they why do um, they also, why they're quite happy then? Well, like I say, I think it's because there's this gradual shift that's been going on over 10 years uh, and COVID has create this, created this rush to the exit. Uh, and not from the exit, from the exit in the industry point of view. It's, it's a rush from the old way of doing things. You know, I think I see PR companies as just being the legacy interface of the old school media. 
Because, you know, their whole remit is to get you in magazines and get you in newspapers who and reads stuff these like days? that. Um, who exactly? My point is, everyone's time's taken up by being on TikTok and Instagram and Twitter. Right, right. So, you know, and because that's in the palm of your hand. So, you know, if you're a PR company and you're still trying to interface with the print uh, industry... Yeah, I can't see you, you doing very I, I well. Saw, I saw a commercial years. for TikTok, right? And apparently, TikTok's educational, isn't it? Apparently. Is it? I don't know. It can, it be. can be. Yeah, no, it can be. I mean, it certainly taught my um, my 11-year-old some hacks, uh, some oh, really? life hacks. So, so, mm. so if a hairdresser was to go on TikTok, then they're educating to the, uh, to the masses, would you say? Um, I, it depends. It depends what kind of content they're putting out there, but but I, I want to say you know, and also hairdressers and salons that use PR to run their social media accounts for them. I find all that a complete waste of time because it's all templated stuff, Joe. It's all very disingenuous and inauthentic. And the one thing that people I think crave for now more than ever is genuine people, like authenticity. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? They want to be able to understand and to relate to the people that's sharing their stuff because a lot of people's social media it's so it's so it, it's, polished it's, and it's yeah, so perfect it's, it's, that it's, it doesn't make it's not real. No, it's not it, realistic. You know, it, it kind of reminds me of the the police force, right? You know, because you know the the the, the, the first police uh, the peelers as they were called, right? They were they were they were they were they were, they were created to prevent crime. That's why you saw see them walking around these sort of salubrious areas, weren't they? They were they were there to prevent crime. Now the police force evolved right. to, to such a diverse area. Their their job is to solve crime, not to. If they prevent crime, there there'll be no there'll be no need for uh, police, right? So mm. they they have to correct. So you so you're talking about how that how that's evolved. That's right. You know. But they but they get involved in absolute minutiae of things that they've well, never exactly. had to get involved for before, like policing speech exactly. on Twitter. You know, we we all saw the, the the viral videos that went out last year from Australia and from numerous countries around the world, where someone put something on Facebook and they got a knock at the door. Right, the exactly. So that's what I mean. They they create problems in order for them to exist. That's what. Yeah, yeah, but no, no, hang on, hang on. You can't say that. I don't believe the police are creating these problems. It's the well, bureaucrats that are writing the rules for the police know, to interpret. Know. Yeah, you know, I don't know about that, mate. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I wouldn't call it the bureaucrats. It's all, it's all goes together. Listen, if, if everything is illegal, if you're not allowed to wake up and go to bed because everything's illegal, what you do during the day, do you think there's going to be more policing going on or less? If there is laws for everything, do you think there's going to be more opportunity to break the law well, or less? I mean, it's surely that's basic, simple well, maths, no? I mean, it's, it's a human being's natural instinct, right? Is to is to sort of like be be free to express themselves. But if you right, if you've got, right. if you've got some sort of saying you can't express yourself because it's against the law. Then you know what do you do. You should not. So there you go. But the police wasn't the people calling that out, wasn't it? Like a few people that get outspoken, that they get offended. No, no, I, um, and no, they lobby no, the, I, the government. I, no, no, I, oh, yeah, look, look at the moment. We're in the middle of a. We're in the middle of a 
sportsman social media oh, blackout, right? Don't start me on that. Right. But, 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 but no, but this is my point. That these are the people that have created the problem that are now arguing against the problem that they've created. So when it comes to the sportsman, simple guys, don't be on it. Yeah. Don't be on it. If you don't want to be offended by the internet, don't That's be right. on it. Stop <laughs> yeah. looking at it. If you don't want to be offended by the BBC because they broadcast bullshit all day, That's don't right. watch it. It, it, it just you know, there really is a simple sort. Rather than rather than writing rule after rule after rule after rule after rule, and every single time you send a tweet out there, oh no, how's how's this going to be yeah. interpreted? Do you know what I mean? It's like they are, they're essentially hanging yeah, themselves yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, with this whole case. Before, but, 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 you, you know, we lose the track here a little bit, right? Going back to sort of the uh, the PR yeah. and the and the, and, and the um, social media experts in hairdressing, right? Again, you know, they can mm. only do so much, right? At a, at a given moment, and then that in order for in order for them to be employed still. Because it's all about work, right? Because you know, if you, if I employ mm. you to do a like you, you've been a session worker, I employ you to do a, a show for me. You know, you're you're done your job. Mm. You're gonna wait for the next show. But these these people, right? They yeah. what they can't afford that luxury. So they, I believe they need to create more noise in order for the salon to keep employing them. And and I and I think that's what it is, right? They're feeding the salon. They're feeding the bullshit to the sellers mm. in order to, to, for them to feel better for themselves because they're getting all this noise out there. Do you know what right. I mean? Right. Okay. Yeah, that's a good. That's good. But but obviously with the um, invention of the apps that are around today, you you know it's never been easier to do all this. Well, yourself, you've got you've got it? your app for a start, right? You know. Well, yeah, I know, but I mean, I'm talking about social media. You know, Instagram, Instagram, and Facebook means you don't need your well, own the, website the thing, anymore. Uh, so the fact that you've leveraged your sovereignty by going over to Instagram and Facebook, you can't really moan when they turn around and go, oh, um, we've cut access to your page because you said a, a bad word. If you had your own website and you had your own system, then you wouldn't be exposed to all of these risks. That's my point. It's like, you know, I, I remember when we was at the MH Fed, you know, we invested a hell of a lot of time in our MH Fed uh, Facebook page. Um, you know, I even think like they spent money on advertising and this, that and the other. You know, they actually paid Facebook money. And then all of a sudden, Joe, one day, the page right. disappeared. It had like 5,000 followers. You know, we had a vocal contingent on there. It was part of our marketing. You know, it's part of the value that we thought, the asset value of our business. The fact, oh, we've got a following. Well, look, now you go on Facebook pages... I see um, companies like Hairdressers Journal, big brands, they've got hundreds of thousands of followers between them. They barely get one like, one click, two comments. Why, Do you know what I mean? So this, like is, yeah, this, this is the problem. You leverage out your assets to these third-party companies. Don't go yes. crying when it all... Then you realise it's all been a waste of yeah, energy. Yeah, I agree. And I time. Agree. I agree. And so, what was what would be the uh, not so much a solution? And there is no end game to it as well, is there? Because as long as there's social media around, there that hairdressers will use social media. Listen, social media is a great tool to get yourself out there. 
uh, I I just think that you need to use it in a way which is local. Yeah. You know, you're targeting your local area. You said it before. You know what you advertise into people in Canada, Scotland, uh, California for. They're they're never going to be in London to come yeah. to the salon. You know, so th th is that energy that is well spent? Of course it's I not. don't know. No, no, you know, only times only time will tell. But I suppose my question to you is. Um, how long do you put persevere with something? How long do you put energy into something until you your gut tells you, yeah, no, I, I'm better off spending my time and money elsewhere? Well, I, you talk to a man, right, who, who lived with a woman for five years, and I, and I hated every day of that five years. <laughs> so I was... Uh, <laughs> what woman? What are you talking no, about? No, this no, is news to me. Uh, I thought no, you were still with Rex. That's my wife. When I was younger, I... I the very first girl I oh. remember, right? <laughs> you know, right, you really, okay, you, go on. You know, it's one of those things that, you know, sort of, you, you can't realise. <laughs> yeah, Breaking news, Joe had, had a previous, previous girlfriend. girlfriend. Yeah, one, you know, I had two girlfriends all my life, right? You know, the first one, my, the one I married. Mm. And no, I, there was sort of a girl, right, who I, I kind of really, really found. Anyway, cut the story short, right? The minute we live, start living together, <laughs> please. The, the minute we start living together, yeah. I knew it was a big mistake. It was really weird, right? The first night, the first night in in, right. a, in our flat in Battersea. Why? What was the what was the indicator? I don't want to. I, 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 I don't want to go that line. Was it no, a no, comment? Far was from it. Was it a comment? No, no. I, was it a remark? I tell you what it was, was it? right? Yeah, here we are, right? Yeah, so boyfriend, girlfriend, right? Yeah, she was living at home. I was living at home. Mm. I just came back from Hong Kong, by the way, right? So I, I, I didn't have any mm. things. So I was living with my parents. And um, then I met her. Then, and as boyfriend, girlfriend, right? You know, we were going away for weekends. We'd go on holidays in a car in summer. You know, it was so much. You know, we look... <laughs> Okay, I thought he said long well, story short. The question. What was the line? Yeah. What, what anyway, did she say yeah. to upset you? Anyway, so we we moved into the flat right? first night. You know, you got the mattress, you know, you know, the bed, right? You know what I mean? I'm not, I'm young. I'm, you know, very yeah. old. Up for anyway, yeah. she just wanted to go to sleep. She just wanted to go to sleep. I thought, oh well, this ain't, this is no good. <laughs> you know what I mean? She just turned you, her back. You sexist, you <laughs> mouth-shoving, you, her back Joe Memmett. <laughs> you selfish bugger. I'm going How back to 1987, you. by the way, right? Yeah, so men were different those days, all right? So, and I thought, you know what, right? And that was it. Yeah, I think that was the last time we ever did it, actually. <laughs> no, five yeah, years. And I, I really hated her. Right, but you know the worst thing was, wow. I was hoping she'd leave me, and she did. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I, I'm, I'm quite loyal like that actually. Even though I hated her, I just couldn't leave her either. I just couldn't sort of say to her like, yeah, I think it's, I just couldn't. I was hoping she wake up. I wake up one morning and say, I'm leaving you. That's how much of a coward I was. You couldn't live without. <laughs> yeah. yeah, blimey. Well, By the way, my wife. Do you, knows what do you regret about that? Was that five years? Was that five years it, it down really the toilet? Well, then, not really. Was I, that... I kind of made good use of it, actually, in many ways. And by the way, right. So the point is, don't... you don't know. The point is, you never know when yeah. something becomes... Unless yeah, you measure I, I'm it, I'm not very right? good. You, you, yeah. With feelings. How are you measuring it? Was you measuring it with feelings, or was you measuring well, it you with know what, else? right? I, I kind of, like, compromise. Okay, that's not happening, right? So I went elsewhere. 
but I still kept that going at the same time. And I kind of think, I kind right. of think that, you know, I was having my cake. So what you're saying is you're an adult. I was having my cake and eat it. I wasn't married. <laughs> <laughs> and I kind of think that if I could... By the way, I'm not editing this show. No, no, this no, is no, all no. going out. So no, there's no good like sending me a message later going, if, if oh, If you could um, put yeah, that personality yeah. into a business sense, right? If you could put that person... Right, you know, gotcha. I mean? That's the kind of... So you never no. give up, basically. What no, you're saying it, is you never, you ne you no, never wanted exactly. to give up you never on give something. up on something. You're hoping it would get better, but then you can actually sort of diverse or, or redirect your energies into something more positive. Gotcha. Because you know? that's going to be so yes. static. Okay, that's fine. You know that's, you know, you know that's not going to get it better. I mean, I used to always say, right? There was a line I saw. If you can see me, right? I used to sort of, I said, right, mm. if it doesn't go below that line. It's hunky dory. It's so so like I wanted to go above here. I should go the other way. I should sort of say if it doesn't get any worse than that, or we go that line, it's hunky dory, and and that was that relationship, right? So what I did, mm. because I didn't waste my time with that energy, because it was everything was sort of tickety boo in in, in, in many ways. And one, I sort of diverted into areas, and I think with business it was the same thing. When you know something doesn't work, gotcha. You don't kill it because it could work. It could still work. Right. Yeah, time. I suppose that then you're looking yeah. at timing, right? You know, it, is the exactly, timing right? Exactly. And, and and as you know, right, some of the greatest ideas ever, right? It, it never t took off because the timing was wrong. Really, as, as simple as that. Mm. And um, and I think that's what salon owners using data. Or any businesses that uses data works on that kind of uh, psychology or, or a, a approach to it, really. You know, I know it's kind of a, a wrong way around talk, talking about it, but that's the best way I can describe it because I'm talking from experience, mate. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, totally. Um, I think I, I think it's important. So what you're kind of saying is, you know, get back to your gut instinct, your intuition. Something's got to feel right. Feeling right is a much better yeah. indicator than trying to analyse yeah, numbers. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I did put a post on LinkedIn today. Oh, actually, I saw Edward Hemmings um, write something about um, TikTok. Um, you know, and he's, he's putting up online, you know, some fantastic numbers, you know, 1.3 million views, etc, etc. And I simply asked him the question, you know, are these are these things converting? Right. Um, you know, in order to get 1.3 million views, you're going to have to invest a hell of a, a lot of That's time. That's quite an awful lot, isn't it, 1.3? In order... Yeah, yeah, huge, huge. But I mean, you know, the, the, I mean, there's, there's all sorts of rumours going around that um, TikTok... They do kind of, um, should we say, um, inflate your numbers to increase the um, endorphin or the dopamine effect of, you know, getting lots of likes. Is that right? Is that views. right? Is that, that's um, TikTok, that, yeah? Well, that, that's what I've heard. But I wouldn't be surprised if all of the um, social media accounts do that. You know, look, let's look at YouTube, for example. You know, you've only got to watch something for three seconds for that to be classed right. as a view. Well, I'm sorry, if that's an hour-long video, you haven't watched yeah, it I agree if you've you. only watched three seconds. Facebook is the same. There's this eight-second thing, you know, where, oh, yeah, that's technically a view. So, obviously, it's, you know, on one hand, it's saying, yeah, you've had 1.3 million views, but have have you? 
you know what I mean? Has everyone looked at your stuff? Has everyone read every word? Has everybody heard every single thing you've had to say? Probably not, is my argument. Because at the same time, with these, they're, they're um, publishing your numbers to keep you engaged and keep you logging back in. At the same time, they're trying to distract people away from your feed onto something yeah. else. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? So it's a very, very noisy space. And... Yeah, I mean, Edward Edward is, is speculating. You know, he openly admitted it on the feed. He said, you know, he's talking to the next generation of people to consider hairdressing because Edward's business education. is obviously yeah, uh, yeah. Alan D. Yeah. And it's education. And I'm like, absolutely, you know, of, of course, that is a great use case. But at what point do you go, right, five years down the line, I'm still TikToking, I've got 58 million views, but how many new apprentices can I attribute to that TikTok yeah. account. Do you know what I mean? So so that that that's my only fear of the future. A lot of people are wasting a lot of time in areas they don't need to be. And I just think time and energy spent actually on the the money making things of your business is a much more valuable thing I, to be I, I, I suppose that then what's next in line, right, that will affect our industry is education. Okay. Cause because mm. right now, um, education that's probably taken a big knockback because, uh, not because of COVID, but I think because of the industry suffers so badly that you don't want to get into it. Like you said earlier, Rob, you could earn more money um, as a hairdresser. You know, I saw nine to five hairdressers six days a week uh, uh, working for super supermarket then uh, biggest. So, so I kind yeah. of understand that it, education. It will take a big, big hit on on, on our next generation of hairdressers, and 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 the head yeah, and the hairdressers so. that's in it today, they haven't got a future to look at. I mean, any anyone that's going to sort of get their MVQ level free, uh, I don't think they've got a job to go to right now. Yeah, well, this is this is the unintended consequences of suffocating an entire industry, um, in, in, ensuring they stay in the vat bucket. Um, you know, the insurance companies creating more legislation, uh, the bureaucrats basically running around telling everyone what yeah, to do yeah. from a position of power, which they've never actually succeeded from. Do you know what I mean? There's yeah. a lot of noise out there. And I just think sometimes it's better to put your blinkers on and it, it, just to crack yeah. on and get on with what you yeah, love it, doing. It, it, exactly. You know, so I, I would ignore data. I, 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 would, I would listen to data at my own peril, actually. I really would. If you know, if I was to absorb it, yeah. then I, then I, as a human being, I won't exist. Yeah, I think there was a great post I put on. Um, I sent you a message, didn't I? I? I spotted this thing about you know Timpsons. I think they're key makers, right? They make like yes, shoe yes. cobblers, and I think there's a Timpsons down every high street. Um, and he put a little uh, report out there about how how he fired his £120,000 a year data officer. I, um, I saw it. I didn't because, read it. Yeah, please. Yeah, well, let me read the first paragraph. Uh, you know, it's quite a long piece. But I think this, this encapsulates what we're trying to say. You know, Simpsons is a high street brand. You know, it has to deal with uh, big volume for low kind of, you know, um, low value things like keys and you know, repairing shoes. I mean, I've just taken my Daisy shoes to get, like, rehealed. It cost right, me a fiver. Right. Do you know what I mean? Um, it says, there must be a point where the costs of interpreting and using data exceed the benefits of collecting it. 
Can you afford a chief data officer that's paid 120 grand a year no. plus bonus? We can't. So instead, we have three simple ways of understanding what's going on. Every night, I get an email listing the day's sales. This data isn't collected by an electronic point of sale system, but by colleagues filling out a form. They write the sales numbers on a piece of paper and clip it with a bulldog. This takes five minutes a day. Sounds old-fashioned, but when people physically write things down, they seem to take more notice. And I think that I think that's obviously it's, quite, it's very quite important because okay. it's because it's a, it's a manual you know it's a manual task which tells the CEO of the company everything you know, he what needs comes to in, know to what goes out. What comes in? How many sales they've done? Is that more or it's, less it's than really yesterday? Is. I mean, I and I kind of understand where he's what we always talked about, right? Is going back to basics. That's what he's done. He's realised that he, he has to sort of like start afresh, okay? So by getting rid of mm. the nonsense, it's going back to basics, basically speaking, which is yeah. Yeah, basically, yeah, basically, what he's done is over the past 25 years, he's acquired a number of loss-making yeah. businesses. And the first thing he's done is switch off the EPOS yes. tills. He's like, all we need is a draw to keep the cash in and a calculator to But then most, most hairdressers salons, right, have shortcuts or so like, which has got all this anyway, haven't they? So it, yeah. at the end of the day, right, so when it comes to sort of touching up the total, the, 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 it's done electronically. It's done, it is done it, so electronically. It's, so it's quicker yeah, rather than having a reception stuff sitting there for about two hours counting the... Yeah, but is it though? Is it though? I've been there at the end of a day where they've had to go through the tills and figure out the money. And it's all very convoluted, well, Joe. It's all very convoluted. There's data on top of data. There's stats can on I, top of I, stats. Yeah. And like I say, they, they don't, they don't it doesn't necessarily well, what, save you what, any time. It just creates what, more time and distracts you from doing those things I, that I, you should be doing I, very, I, very simply. I tell you simply. how we did it, right? We actually did it. We, we touched up at the end of the day. Right, and we and we left it mm. we left it we left it there. So when we still go to work early morning, we actually looked at it then. So we didn't look at it then and then. We actually looked at it the day after. Yeah, do, do, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it sure. Right? Yeah, so no, it, it. it was actually much better way of doing it. I think rather than try and do it. it really, yeah, yeah. So you're trying to motivate yourself at the yeah, beginning of because, the next you know, day. Yeah. Rather than yeah, rather than getting the numbers at the end of the day and going, oh no, yeah. that was a terrible day. Oh, and then panicking exactly. and worrying about it overnight. Really. Yeah, that's no, that, I guess that with it. Yeah, peace, peace of mind. Of mind. And, and before anybody peace comes in and starts like, you know what I mean? Really, in a yeah. So I suppose the moral of the story really is, Joe. If Timpsons can manage to throw away an eight million pound expense a year, they threw away kit that cost eight million pounds. Wouldn't the salon owner be better off throwing away that kit that's costing them two and a half, three, four, five thousand pounds? Well, listen, we said it before, mate. We said it before. It's, but also, is a salon owner brave enough? That's the question. Yeah. Right. Are, are they prepared yeah, exactly. to do that? Yeah, exactly. Right. Well wrapped so. up, Joe. We're 50 minutes in. Um, is there. Um, is there anything else you want to discuss well, this week? I, I, what I else think, has been going I, I mean, on? I don't so we've got time, right? But I, I find that this whole football thing narrative on the invasion of pitches, right, disgusting. I really, mm. really do. And I find these so-called... What, yeah, protest? Well, you're, it's, you're, 
Are you, are you talking about the narrative of the media everybody, that's given it? Or are you talking about... The media, the, the... No, 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 I don't, no. Define who you mean, Joe, okay. so I can keep up with you. I Ex- don't understand experts, what you're saying. The pundits, experts. Yeah, and, and the press, well, the, press the media. The, the... So what's happening? Are they riling, are they riling yes, they, on the they, fans they, they now? Are they all ganging up on the fans? It. Oh, they're right. encouraging. I mean, did you hear okay. Gary Neville? Is it is it cited for his supporters all over the, all of all clubs to go into a protest in mind? Well, let's face it, mate. They're part of the mainstream media, and it's not like the mainstream media haven't been ramping up a certain type of behaviour over the yeah, last twelve what, months. But what it? I find it really, really their, their lack of understanding of the situation, right? Is that okay? The you know, if you look at Look, I don't know if you look at football today, right? Football today is only is is limited to only the elite clubs, right? So, PSG, Chelsea, um, Man City. Yeah, whatever. Before you 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 read oh, okay. a list of teams, the point what's is, the point? Right? <laughs> We're supposed the, to be the, wrapping the, point is, wrapping right, the is show up. Rich owner, these these clubs, right, will get richer and richer because yeah. they got they will have owners who will just plow money into the game. It will kill the game as it is because the lesser clubs will have no chance against these big clubs at all whatsoever. Right. So if so, so what's the what's the connection between fans running because on the pitch they, and they the want, media? They want the the glazes out, right? They want these American owners out so that yeah. an Arab owner could come yep. buy. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> want to spend more money. Exactly. So they so they right. cut right. They're just fans are very yeah, demanding, no, but, you know, mate, aren't they? The They're very demanding. The game, though, the competition, like you said, what is a competition if you could defend, right? You know, if you, if you, mm. no, that's yeah, that's sport, a sport. Right? So if you only got four clubs, right, yeah. in the whole of Europe, who's got the biggest um, person because they've got owners who just power business into it, what chance have other clucks have got? Forget it, mate. I think they they're killing the sport as as I know it, really. You know, anyway. Right. Okay. Well, I, you know, once again, I think fans um, running on the pitch, it's freedom of expression, right? And I, I think the Man U fans are well within their rights to go and... St- I, I thought it's quite funny them stealing all the balls um, so that they can uh, kick the game off. I thought that was actually a, a, an ingenious way of being heard because, let's face it, they're not going to get heard any other way, are they? So at least it begins a but conversation. What, but, what, uh, but once what, again... What, what, what they want? They want the Glazers to sell. I mean, what do they want? Seriously, well, tell me. Well, I, like, like, I don't know what they want. I, I'm first hearing this story from you. That's why I'm, I, I have none of the facts in. But, you know, they're, they're obviously aggrieved at something. Uh, it's probably they're just frustrated that they've not been able to go and watch no, the bloody They're probably game. frustrated you know, because Man City the last spends 12 more months. money than they do. That's what it is, <laughs> you know? Uh, yeah, it's... Right. it's no, I just, I just find it complete. Yeah, but at the same time, these same fans were the ones that were rallying against owners for trying to make, well, make, the financial, them, make them well, some the, more yeah. money and creating new competitions. Pro- so, you know, the fans are not 100% No, perfect, but, uh, but, uh, but also the media, point. and you know, it's all Gary Neville, right, sort of telling the fans to sort of, is he's inciting trouble. And yet no one's taking, taking mm. him to task, you know what I mean? Making him accountable to sort mm. of say... Gary, shut your mouth, mate. Because, yeah, you know what sure. I mean? And the media also. It, it's actually, it, it really... Where's dog yeah. whistling, Joe? Joe, no, have you heard this phrase called dog no. whistle? 
So basically, the newspaper's been doing this for quite a few years because obviously people's attention got attention deficit disorder now, and I'm not talking about you know um, a certain section of people. Right. I'm talking about everybody. Everybody's got a certain level of attention deficit disorder. We don't read articles anymore. We just click the clickbaity things, and if the media can make a scandal or create a crisis somewhere or create yeah. drama. Uh, and a, a dodgy headline, they they're going to yeah. do it. They are going to do it because it's all about attention, clicks, and all of that stuff. Regardless, so regardless of the consequences. Again, regardless yeah. of the consequences. And, and this is this is part of what I'm trying to say. You know, this is all distraction. This is all actually getting... This is all bubbling away to create just a, you know, a bunch of... A, a generation of just non-focused individuals that can't focus on one thing from one minute to the next and, and look I'm guilty of that too yeah. I'm the same I'm the same this is why my phone everything's on silent this is why I screen every single call do you know what I mean that's why I never have notifications on my on my phone I want to try and get focus I want to get engaged in something that I think is valuable uh, which is podcast Salonomics podcast of course alright mate I'll get you oh yeah Oh, I do. So, um, so yeah, I don't. You know, I hope this has uh, been coherent for everyone listening. So, um, what I want to do, Joe, is I just want to let everyone know about okay. the website. Right, I've been developing the Salonomics website. Uh, you can find us at salonomics.gosalon.uk. Everything's on there. There's the invite link to our Telegram channel where you can chat to Joe. Um, you know, at the click of a button. There's also QR codes on there to sign up to Sphinx Chat in order to join the Salonomics tribe. And also, we are founder members of the whole podcasting 2.0 scene. If you haven't found out about podcasting 2.0, it's amazing. Um, it really is the future when it comes to creating content and things like that, and and, and freedom of speech on the internet as well, which it's very, it's very important you know, should us. be it's defended. Very... Yeah, it should be defended at all costs. So go and check that but out. Not Podcast running on a public pitch, though. Um, <laughs> it's not a freedom of speech. <laughs> well, you know, that's another that's another <laughs> argument for another day, I suppose. But anyway, Joe, where can on, people on find Salamix you? On Salamix website, on Twitter, Instagram. Okay. Are you actually going to give us the address? Salonomics.com, is it? <laughs> no. <laughs> See, there's a reason why I exist. Right, salonomics.gosalon.uk. You can search for us anywhere on the internet. Type into Google Salonomics and you'll find us. There's also, let's plug the, um, the, the video we did with Lee Stafford. You can find that on YouTube. Uh, there was a great um, little conversation between me, Joe and Lee. Um, that was titled uh, Love, Death yes. and Taxes. Um, because these old these old people in the industry, they're obsessed by it. So um, we explored that yeah, it, it for fun. an hour, which was, was which was fun. It was fun. All right then, mate. Well, look, those dogs aren't no, going to walk they're, themselves. They're, they're actually waiting for me. They're looking at me sort of saying, come on now, let's do it. Let's do it. All right, mate. All right then, mate. Well, look. It's over. I'll speak to you soon. Cheers. Catch you later, mate. Bye.